Hello friends and welcome to Crunch Time with Caitlin. This episode is the preview of the Cleveland Browns playoff game against those dreaded Steelers. Uh having to play them. And boys, there are a lot to talk about. So I hope you stick around and I hope you enjoy. Where to begin when talking about this game? The Cleveland Browns are in the midst of basically their own COVID outbreak. Um, They've had 17 players on the COVID list the past two weeks. Uh, Numerous coaches, uh, including head coach Kevin Stefanski, who will not be able to coach on Sunday. Coach, special teams coach Mike Prefer will take over. Um, He did it once before in Minnesota. I think it was 2014 with Mike Zimmer. Is it 2014 or 2016? It was one of those years. Uh, Prefer took over as head coach or acting head coach. Um, And Alex Van Pelt will be calling the plays on Sunday. So, I mean, there was, you know, talk of Van Pelt basically being... You know, the play caller going into the season, obviously Stefanski, you know, you know, calling the plays. But, I mean, it's it's a collaborative effort. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of funny. You know, Stefanski basically downplayed, you know, being able to call plays. Um, you know, he, he said AVP will, you know, most likely do a better job than him. Um, which is funny. And also, like, damn. Like, how incompetent have been, you know, how incompetent have all these other play callers have been <laughs> for the Browns these last handful of years. Um, but yeah, the Browns, amidst a COVID outbreak, are still planning on, I mean, the NFL are still planning on having them play on Sunday. Um, the Browns were finally able to practice this week, uh, today. Um and it's still a giant question of who's going to be available for the Browns. You know, day to day, we don't really know who who's available. Uh, hopefully a, a positive COVID test does not, you know, uh, you know, they're not hit with another positive COVID test. Um, the most recent one was Ronnie Harrison, um... They don't know if they're going to be able to get Denzel Ward, Malcolm Smith, and um, Harrison Bryant back. I feel like, oh, Kevin Johnson, too. They don't know if those guys are going to be able to, um, you know, play on Sunday. Uh, they don't know if, you know, Terrence Mitchell was missing, was questionable with a personal issues. Um, you know, Jack Conklin, he's didn't practice today with an illness. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot, and it does not look good for the Cleveland Browns. And, I mean, it's just very disappointing that, you know, you, it it was pretty obvious that the Browns had some type of outbreak, um, you know, last week. Uh, the NFL forcing the Browns to play against the Jets, Shorthanded, all right, whatever. It's annoying, but it is what it is. Um, but the continuation of a number of positive COVID tests, it it just 
not delaying the game last week, it's pretty annoying. It's, I just don't understand it. Um, I also don't understand why the NFL didn't set themselves up for, you know, having a, like a week buffer between the last week of the season, week 17, and the first week of the playoffs. It would have given maybe a two-week bye for, you know, your your top-tier seeds and, you know, a, a, a week bye for, you know, all the these playoff teams to, to get healthy if they're, you know, struggling with COVID, um, which, I mean, I think Elvin Kamara is supposed to play on Sunday, but... I mean, that was up in the air. Um, It's just, like, I just don't understand why they didn't do it. They could have had that buffer in case they also wanted to make a Week 18 or push any other games back. Um, You know, it's just just annoying. I just don't understand it. Um, To say that there wasn't an outbreak because there was three different strands of the virus in Berea, I mean, I just... I mean, this is the first time we've really even heard of anything like that, you know. Um, you know, they're genetically testing, you know, the viruses and to see, you know, what constitutes a an outbreak and what doesn't. I mean, it's just bullshit. And, and I think a lot of fans and a lot of media members see through it. Unfortunately, there's really nothing... Um, you know, fans could do about it or, or, you know, media members. It's, you know, the NFL you know, keeps on keeping on, and it's unfortunate that, of course, in the Browns' first year in the playoffs, in 18 years, that they're saddled with, you know, the bullshit of COVID and, you know, all that stuff. It's just, it's just very annoying, you know. I mean, we, we see positive tests almost every single day coming out of Berea, and they're not able to practice. Um, You know, they don't want to postpone games because of, you know, competitive advantages and whatever, but no, all right, fine. But, you know, they they're, they they say they care about the safety, but it's like, I mean, how is not practicing safe? Like, how is, you know, having guys test positive, you know, Tuesday to, to Friday, how is, okay, you know, all right, Tuesday to Friday, you know, positive, 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 and then, oh, we hit game day, or, oh, we hit travel day, and and everybody's good, you know, I mean, it's kind of a meme of, like, owners paying off some shit, and, but it's like, come on, man, like, it is pretty suspicious that, you know, throughout the week, you can hit positive COVID tests, but come Sunday morning, you know, the games are still on, you know. It's it's um, it's kind of interesting. But but breaking down this game, um, you know, I think you can take the last two games that they played. Uh, I think they're irrelevant. The Browns are a different team than they were when they first traveled to Pittsburgh and played them. Obviously, Pittsburgh's a, a way different team, um, compared to what they just played last week. And I think the Browns were a different team. I I don't think they shared, you know, I don't think they emptied their bag of tricks, you know, so to speak. Um, It seemed like they played it safe. They played it conservative. Um, I mean, shit, at one point you're up 15, 
you know, you're not going to do anything super crazy. Um, you know, really the only, I don't want to say crazy thing, but like really the only bag of tricks was that last play, the QB power run with, with, you know, with, with Baker to clinch the game. Um, but it, it also seemed like that play was very like ceremony, uh, can't, I can't say the word ceremoniously called like Baker go clinch the win for us, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Um, kind of thinking about the matchups though, you know, the Browns are going to be without Joel Batonio and Kano Hodge. Uh, those two guys tested positive also this week. Um, they're going to be without Olivier Vernon, who unfortunately ruptured his Achilles on Sunday, which was, I mean, what a terrible injury for him. He's a free agent. He's like 30 years old. Um, yeah, man. I mean, those are those injuries that take up to a year to, you know, for you to get back. And, you know, he was entering free agency this year. Um I wouldn't have minded if the Browns, you know, brought him back on a one-year deal. Because um, he's played really, really well. He's been a sack leader the second half of the year for not only this team, but in the NFL. Um, I think a lot of the the grades had him as a, one of the top defensive ends, you know, along with Miles Garrett. Um, and, you know, we know Miles is, it seems like he's finally getting over the, the COVID issue um, that he had. You know the 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 um the after effects of it um yeah it's just it's just disappointing. They also have B J Goodson back um which is which is nice. You know Jacob Phillips played really really well. Hopefully that means you know he he kind of gets worked into the rotation a little bit more. Obviously Goodson is your your quarterback of your defense. Um, no, Taki Taki's played pretty well. I mean, I wouldn't, again, I really wouldn't mind if those three are your linebackers going into next year, too. Um, 51's obviously awful, but if he is able to hit 19 on the other team, man, like I said, I might buy the jersey. It might happen, you know. Um, but really, the the issue for the Browns is the secondary, you know, because Pittsburgh, they do have talented wide receivers you know Chase Claypool has you know really shown out his rookie year um it's the one thing the Steelers are able to do they're able to draft wide receivers um you know as annoying as 19 is he's you know pretty solid in the slot um you know when they get him the ball uh Johnson if he catches the ball you know that's really the bit the biggest thing for him when he's when he does catch the ball, he, you know, puts up numbers. But can he catch the ball consistently? We we will see. Um, you know, James Washington's also one of those guys where, you know, you, you just don't really know. It it just seems like anytime he's on the field and they throw it to him, he catches it. And he, but he's, it's just rare that he's on the field. It's just very strange. Um, obviously, they're tight ends. I don't, I'm not sure if Ebron will be back. Um, but I think he, he's off the, the COVID list because he was a high-risk guy um, or a high-contact guy when Joe Hayden tests positive for COVID. Um, so I think he'll be back. 
Joe Hayden, uh, I'm not sure, but it seems like, you know, talking about those guys, Pittsburgh is going to be relatively healthy, uh, Edmonds, again, he should play, um, it seemed like Boswell practiced, so he should play, obviously Cam Hayward, uh, uh, Vince Williams, their defensive tackle, those guys should play, TJ Watt, um, you know, the, the, the Steeler defense is, is always really, really good. Um, they have the longest streak of sacks uh, in consecutive games. It's, I think, 72 or 73 now, which is just crazy that, you know, that's just a credit to them, a credit to their defensive schemes. That really hasn't changed uh, since, you know, when Dick Duran was, was it Dick? No, Dick not Dick Duran. Dick Duran was the office coordinator for the Browns and former Bills head coach. Uh, Dick LeBeau. Dick LeBeau was the defensive coordinator. Um, you know, it really hasn't changed that much. They just attacking style defense. Um, you know, like they're just really, really good. They attack from all angles. Uh, they attack from the corner. Um, a lot of say, uh, you know, nickel blitzes and, you know, stuff like that. And obviously when you have really good players like Hayward and, and TJ Watt, I mean, that also helps too. Um, but you know, on the opposite side, they lost Bud Dupree. They lost Devin Bush, who are two talented linebackers, um, in the back end. Minka Fitzpatrick's always really, really good. You know, it'll be, it'll be a tough task for the Browns, you know, the the Browns, what they have to do is they have to take care of the football. You know, Baker's at over 100-plus uh, attempts of without an interception, and he has to continue that. Um, just take care of the ball. Continue to run Nick Chubb. Um, and I think that's what they're going to do. I think they'll get creative. I think um I think they'll go back to, you know, using the screens for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um but you gotta get your playmakers the ball and it and it starts with those two. Obviously Jarvis Landry, um, kinda in the working in the middle of the field. Donovan Peoples Jones has been cleared of concussion protocol. So he's you know, that's your deep threat guy. Um and then obviously Higgins, you know, Baker's security blanket and you know, it's the the game is winnable, but it's just, can the Browns stop the Steeler offense? And with, you know, with, when you don't have potentially Denzel Ward and Terrence Mitchell and Kevin Johnson, and you go into this game with a lot of question marks at safety, at cornerback, um, even with a, a Ben Roethlisberger who hasn't been playing well and and they don't really take shots down the field, um, it could it could be a long day for, for the defense. Um that the front four has to step up. Miles Garrett, Sheldon Richardson, who are both banged up but I mean they're they're expected to play. Um Larry Okanjobi, uh Adrian Claiborne, who's probably gonna start opposite of of um Miles Garrett with Olivier Vernon out, Porter Gustin. I mean, those guys, they need to get pressure in the backfield. And, um, you know, that's 
that's the that's a major key. You gotta make Ben uncomfortable. Um, but he's also going to get rid of the ball really quickly, so you have to be able to tackle, you know, right away. You you can't let the receivers get yak yards. Um the the Steeler def or offense cannot they haven't been able they haven't proved that they have yeah. They haven't been able to run the ball. And they and it seems like they don't stick with it either. So if if you could stop them on the run and force them into third and longs and push down the field and make you know, Ben hold on to the ball. Um I mean, that's what you want. That's that's should be the game plan defensively, you know. It's as simple as as it is. I mean, the Steeler team did not look good, and outside of a quarter and a half against the Colts, which ended up helping the Browns, they they haven't played well. You know, the this the team was a little bit a little bit different. Um, last week, you know, they had someone, I mean, it's even crazy to even say this, but they had someone like Mason Rudolph who was able to kind of push the ball downfield a little bit more compared to Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, it's just, can the Browns force a turnover? Can the Browns get stops on third down, third and long? It has been their killer this year that they can't get off the field on third and fourth down. It's, it's annoying even last week, you know, on 4th and 10, you know, Mason Rudolph just kind of heaves one up there and Claypool just makes a great catch and it's just kind of annoying. Um, but yeah, just, ah, man, they they need to get off the field on third down. And, you know, the opposite, and then, you know, talking about the Browns offense, it's the exact opposite, you know, can you stay on the field on third down? That's what, that's what you need to do. You need to sustain drives. You need to keep that team, that offense off the field. You know, you can't give them any short fields. You you got to, you know, milk the clock with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You have to, you know, get five yards on third and three. Now, I, I, I even with the question mark at, at left guard, because um, it seems like they're going to be starting Michael Dunn at left guard because Joel Batonio's out. And obviously Conklin is out with an illness, um, out out of practice, so you, you know, you never really know. You're kinda of holding your breath when it comes to, you know, your right tackle. Um you know, it's it, that would be tough, but hopefully Conklin can play. Hopefully everybody else is good. Hopefully there's no other surprise COVID po- you know, positive COVID test. Um, you know, tomorrow and uh and Sunday, and hopefully the Browns could, you know, get guys like Denzel Ward back and Kevin Johnson. Um, I mean that's what I mean that's what's important right now. If you get those two back, then I feel like you have a pretty damn good shot. Um, it just sucks that, you know, of all this of all the weeks, you know, it's the last handful of weeks that, you know the. The COVID bug hits Berea, and um, you know it just sucks that you're you know you're gonna be without your head coach, you know who completely changed the culture uh, in Cleveland. Um, 
you know, you could potentially be without, you know, your best safety, your fence defense, you know, your best safety, your best corner, um, your best, you know, one of your best guards, you know, one of the best, I mean, Batonio and Treader were the best guard tandem in the league, and you're going to be without one of them. It just, it just sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. But hopefully, 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 you know, the Browns could get the guys that they hope to get back. And, you know, they give Pittsburgh, you know, a run for their money. Um, I, I can't pick against the Browns. I'm, I'm not going to. The Browns are going to win. But, you know... I don't. I don't see any shame of you know if, if they don't come up on top uh, on Sunday, you know I I don't see any shame, you know, for this game. Um, they did. I mean, it was a awesome year, and you know, no reason to hang your head if you know what you're one of those players and you're in you're part of that organization. Um, but that being said, man, this is years in the making. You're finally back in the playoffs. And, you know, you know, quote unquote, big brothers, you know, looking right back at you. And you have a chance to take them down. You know, maybe it's some, like, ceremonial, you know, passing of the guard or whatever. You know, you're you're able to kind of do your thing and, you know, show that, you know, there's some young blood, you know, there's some new blood in this AFC North, in this AFC playoff picture. Um, it's exciting, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it. Because I got, to, I, I think the Browns are gonna win. I think the the combination of Nick Chubb, the combination of, you know, Chubb and Hunt. Baker seems to just be on a mission. You know, they're they're they seem to be locked in. You know, they have all these built-in excuses, and they're just they're not using them. Um, you know, they're they're playing with house money. And when you get a team like that, you know, that's when things get fun. So, I'm pretty excited. And I'm sure everybody is. So, I think that'll be good for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You could follow me on Twitter at CaitlinNoCLE. That is Caitlin, K-A-T-E-L-A-N. Nose, K-N-O-W-S-C-L-E. If you haven't checked it out already, there's two other pods. Um, Well, actually three this week. Um, there is the Cleveland Browns Roundtable 4.0, where we kind of recap, you know, the season and, and all that fun stuff. Um, it's just a lot of, you know, joyful stuff before all the bullshit COVID, you know, kind of dampered the the mood of Browns fans. Um, so that was fun. Um, I also previewed, you know, did a little short preview of the other five wildcard games part of super wild I think it's super wild card weekend I think that's how they're saying it um so that and then we did a you know reaction 
to the Francisco Lindor, Carlos Carrasco trade with Alex Hale. Um, you know, we we talked about the Indians, we talked about the trades, the guys that got back, you know, the state of baseball, all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a, a lot uh, happening on the crunch time with Caitlin's. And uh, so if you made it this far and you haven't checked those out, be sure to check those out. So as always, go Browns, and I will see you in the next episode.